Welcome to another episode of the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas. Um, we're going to do a, a pretty short one this week. Um, it's all about the exposure suspicion bias. And uh, there's not a lot of ton of stuff out there about this bias. It's a fairly specific medical one, so it's mostly scholarly articles. But the basic idea is that if you are diagnosing somebody and you already know of a current condition they have, like say diabetes, um, you are prone to attribute whatever new symptom that they might be displaying to that disease. It's going to influence your diagnosis. And um, uh, I kind of bring this one up because even though there's not a lot about it, what's interesting to me about it is that it is one of 56 different biases that are specifically related to trying to perform some kind of experimental study. Um, and it's just one of so many pitfalls that can actually influence the outcome in a way that means that the results aren't objective, aren't, aren't scientific. Um, so just the fact that there are that many that are just about trying to get at the truth of, about, you know, uh, an experimental study just sort of shows you, like, we should be shocked when we get results that aren't biased. It, it almost seems like the, our natural state is to be biased, and we have to work really, really hard to navigate, you know, all 56 of these just to, to get where we want to go. Um, but it can be done, right? So uh, the other reason this one kind of resonates with me is I, I'm, you know, myself, I am a diabetic. Um, I have a great endocrinologist, and part of the reason I think he's great is because, you know, I might come to him with a new symptom. And instead of jumping to, you know, oh, well, you must have that because, you know, you have diabetes. Let me try to figure out what, why this is diabetes or how diabetes is causing this. His first reaction is, well, you know, you should see someone who's a specialist in that particular field, right? And I still remember him saying this to me, uh, quote, not everything is diabetes, right? And that's sort of what you want, right? You want somebody who's going to sort of look at the situation objectively and say, okay, there are many things that could cause this. Just because I know that you have this one condition, I'm not going to assume that, um, that that's the cause of it. And we, we tend to do that, right? If we know one thing about a person or one thing about a situation, we assume that any new information must be caused by that, by that particular situation. It's a really hard you know, uh, a pattern for us to break out of. Um, the other interesting thing about this bias, and a lot of biases are like this, but this one in particular is, it's one of those situations where knowing less is actually a good thing. So one of the ways they try to combat uh, this particular uh, bias, and lots of related biases when you're doing an experiment, is to do something what they call double blind, right? So if we're, you know, looking at a particular condition, um, we don't know as the as the researcher if the subject we're looking at, if the case we're looking at, if that person has that condition or not. Right? We might be comparing, you know, a control group and someone and a group that has a particular condition, um, and but we won't know when we look at the information we're presented with whether or not they have that. Um, and uh, the other thing that makes uh, double blind double blind is the fact that the researcher may not know who's in the control group and who's not, but the actual participants won't necessarily know whether they're uh, a part of a control group or not as well. That's one of the ways you kind of protect yourself against uh, creating assumptions based on, you know, prior knowledge. Um, so it's, you know, or, or if there is a study and you're looking at a bunch of people, whether or not they're even in the study might be something that you don't know. It's the, the, the double-blind uh, aspect. So uh, that's one of those... Um, things that over time research, researchers discovered that it was better to have less information um, about certain things to keep uh, to actually get at the truth. 
Um, another book that really kind of goes into this in an interesting way is Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. It's, you know, from ways back, but that was kind of the first time I was exposed to that idea that, hey, maybe sometimes having more information can actually hurt you. Um, so let's be selective about the information that we get, or if we do have information, be aware that it could be influencing us in a bad way. Um, 56, though. Oh, my goodness. So many. Anyway, uh, that's all for this week. Um, and uh, my name is David Dylan Thomas uh, for the Cognitive Bias Podcast. We will see you next time.